Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Market Bites. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. And we're here to break down three of the hottest financial events that happened this week, so you can keep your finger on the pulse. Whether you're on your way to work, at the gym, or wherever and whenever you have the time to get updated. So, are you ready? Let's get into it. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results. Hello everyone, welcome back for another episode. I'm Sam North and I'm joined by Josh Gilbert. Josh, how are you? I'm very good, Sam. How are you today? Yeah, yeah, very well, very well. Blue skies outside, can't complain too much. Weather's getting warmer, summer is on its way. Oh. Um, I know that's the opposite, right, in Australia right now. Yeah, it's dark by five o'clock at the moment. It's colder, but it's the you know, it's still it's still sunny here, so I'm not gonna complain, not gonna say anything um you deserve some sun over there so yeah welcome for you yeah well hopefully we've got some good news with the latest inflation number so we'll have a little update on the uk we'll also uh have uh, an update on us as well they've got a few bits and pieces coming out this week and, and then we can look at nvidia which uh have their earnings coming out after market close on wednesday after the most sensational start to a year how does that sound yeah absolutely and yeah as you say yeah, definitely a sensational start and let's hope that with uh with those blue skies we're going to have inflation under 10 percent oh god we've got to we've got to um first up then uh nvidia who as i said are reporting after the market close on wednesday so just for a reminder for those in the uk that's going to be after 9 p.m when uh when wall street closes um they're going to have a large part of the market's attention. Uh, I mean, look, earnings are pretty much done, but this is still really interesting, I have to say. Uh, what are they going to be keeping an eye on, investors in the street? I mean, the stock has more than doubled this year. It's a top five, you know, S&P 500 stock now by market cap, which is mental. Uh, mm. I guess people will be wanting to to see if the AI hype has been justified, right? Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, that that conversation of AI in the investment world has has been rife so far in 2023. You know, earnings season was was sort of no different as well, covered you know thousands of times uh, by you know US tech, big tech, you know, Google, Meta, whatever it was, everyone covered it. So I think the the investor excitement around that has obviously meant really good things for Nvidia. You know, shares are up by more than 100% this year. Um, it's wearing the crown of the S&P 500's best performing stock so far this year as well. So going in, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of optimism. And, and I think sometimes, um, you know, that comes with a lot of pressure, right? Because unless the, the report is anything but stellar, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult. Um, but ultimately, you know, investors are going to be hoping for more good news from earnings. But I think, you know, as I say, question marks are, are there, right? We've got um, its valuation, which is probably the, the biggest question mark now after that rally this year. You know, it's trading at 70 times forward earnings. You know, trailing earnings are at about 150 times. 
you know, which is really lofty. Um, and you know, that 70 times forward earnings is still double, um, the, the average from the semiconductor industry as well. So, you know, that is pricing in a lot of good news and a lot of expectation of growth from AI. So it's got to live up to expectations. Um, and why is that? Well, you know, NVIDIA is is by far the market leader in developing graphic chips. And that is exactly what is needed to, to sort of handle the complex calculations that are required to power these AI applications. Um, meaning ultimately, investors believe that AI are going to reap the rewards from continued demand for AI, which, as we saw from earnings um, this year, that it's a big focus for, for tech companies. Um, the struggle for NVIDIA is going to be outside of obviously AI, where most of that hype lies. You know, it's going to be coming from, um, it, you know, if gaming demand is still holding up, uh, the PC market is seeing considerable weakness, which affected AMD and Intel this quarter. So I think that, you know, the big focus is obviously going to be on AI, but if that demand can offset, you know, other areas of weakness, um, and also if NVIDIA can provide some strong guidance for the rest of the year, as we know, that's, that's always pretty key. So, um, in Q4, they said they expect six and a half billion in revenue. So I think that's going to be the number to watch there. Um, but I think also it's, it's going to be pretty key to listen to their conversations um, on the earnings call around, you know, the macroeconomic headwinds as well, because there's still lots of tensions between the US and China, um, lots of conversation around chip companies as well. You know, we've had China sort of banning companies like Micron in the last sort of few days as well. So, you know, plenty of conversations there. So uh, lots to hear from NVIDIA. And as I say, um, no, no margin for error um, to sort of sustain that, that big gain that we've seen this year. Yeah, I, I I imagine the 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 bears out there are, are getting ready, aren't they, for one slip in this earnings report, and it could get tasty. But technically, and I was looking at this yesterday, and I've got the chart up chart up in front of me now, and I I think investors will be happy even if we move, move lower five ten percent. I mean, ultimately, from those October lows, we're we're up one hundred and eighty two percent. I mean, that's insane. It's insane. But I guess when you rewind back to october november 2021 which was the all-time high it is it, for to that october low it went down 68 percent. but the recovery has been remarkable um just a couple of levels i guess to keep an eye on i think as long as we stay above 289 i mean we're trading at 306 give or take you know around there so that would still be a fairly decent move to get below that so a lot still above your sort of your your 209 i think people 289 people will still be relatively happy and even I think you'd have some people that would buy the dip at 250 to sort of play this AI play. Uh, so overall, phenomenal year for NVIDIA. Uh, one bit of caution, I guess, for investors is be a little bit patient. Uh, you know, we've seen over the last few years, companies that have had a very, very strong run, you know, one slip in the earn in, in earnings report, we can see big move lower. But ultimately, I think investors who have been in and riding and have ridden the train since October, January, February, March, when there's been good opportunities to get in, are, are happy. They are happy. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because when we go back to those lows that you mentioned, um, you know, there was a lot of question marks over the semi-industry. You know, we, we spoke about those um, macroeconomic headwinds. And I think without this AI hype this year, you know, you don't see that sort of outperformance that we've seen. So that's that's been a huge part of obviously driving that and, and a big part of it. So um, uh, speaking of big, we, we spoke at the start, Sam, UK inflation. I think that's Ooh. just sort of come out this morning. 
big week also in uh, in terms of data flowing through um what data are we getting what are we expecting and the big question has inflation finally started to fall in the uk well it's hope it's hope um but yeah busy week for the uk and by the end of this week so on friday we should have a much clearer picture of, of how we all stand and what the bank of england are going to do at their next meeting um next month so on tuesday we had the latest pmis globally actually but we'll just focus on on the uk and uh, literally an hour ago we had the the latest uk inflation number stand by for that breaking news uh, and then on friday we've got the retail sales so also yesterday quite interestingly the imf came out and said they now believe the uk will avoid a recession but the markets off of that headline didn't react they weren't bothered uh, partly because the imf get as much wrong as they do right but also because the data coming out of the uk has been okay in recent months so investors have kind of fought this for a while um i mean when i first started trading 2014 I remember every sort of quarter the IMF would would downgrade um, global growth. And the first time I heard it, the S&P moved down a tiny bit and then a tiny bit less to a point where actually it was just like, whatever. It actually gives us a low base of expectations. It's going to outperform. And the market has kept ignoring what they said. So mm-hmm. IMF say something, pinch us up, just like the WHO. Um, first up, then Tuesday's uh, PMIs, the UK composite PMI eased back to 53.9 but that's still well above the the break even 50 level services sector uh which many people will know will dominate the the economy in the uk that remained firm 55.1 while manufacturing which is a very small contribution to the uk economy that slant further into a contraction below that 50 uh, level at 46.9 so this continues to boost services prices and will be a concern for bank of england especially heading into the inflation number we just saw uh, i mentioned that the services uh, sector makes up a large part of the uk economy and it's around 79 percent of uk's total gdp which is pretty incredible um overall pmis okay you know anything above 50 is 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 okay and that 50 line between contraction and expansion um but having moved lower month on month maybe it does show that the best is behind us there um but moving on to the inflation the big one this week the one that most traders and investors would have been keeping an eye on we're finally finally below 10 percent uh so we can temporarily breathe a sigh of relief uh albeit analysts on twitter have been arguing this morning about whether it's good uh, or whether it's bad uh, that number came in at 8.7 percent we were expecting 8.2 so just off of that you could say well that's not that great also the core number came in at 6.8 percent the expected figure and the previous figure was 6.2 so a bit of a jump there in core uh, high services inflation is a worry uh, and for sure it might be that we view the Bank of England not having acted quick enough, not raise rates big enough and as often as they maybe should have. However, on the glass half full, maybe things are heading in the right direction given soft PPI inflation and low breadth. I mean, look, inflation is going to be volatile given the base effects. And we also need to remember that there is another inflation reading before uh, the next June Bank of England meeting. So do you know what? I, I'm... I'm kind of just brushing it a little bit under the carpet. The market, I'm just having a look at this. You know, usually if we were to see a very, very strong inflation number, we're going to have to start pricing in more rate hikes. Therefore, the pound in theory would get stronger. 
yes, it spiked higher, but it's actually now below where it was at 7 a.m. for that inflation reading. So I kind of feel like the market right now is kind of agreeing with that. Uh, on Friday, the last piece of this week's puzzle, we've got the latest retail sales number, which is expecting to see a small positive number month on month. But essentially, we're expecting to see inflation have an impact on these volumes for both food and non-food items as people start to adjust their spending habits. I know I'm now really starting to keep an eye on my spending, um, whereas before I wasn't really doing that. I was a bit more blasé, which was ridiculous because now I've got to start looking at my spending habits. But uh, you live and learn. Um, on the retail sales front, um, the hope is we start to see a pickup in the warmer months uh, on the, um, consumer comp- as consumer confidence uh, and inflation hopefully improve there. However, right now it is going to be interesting just to see how uh, the consumer d- does change their ways and looks to reduce their spending habits following higher inflation and those raising rates. Uh, but as a summary, it is, it is worth noting that the next Bank of England meeting isn't till June the 22nd, so just under a month away, uh, but still pretty much a full calendar month as well. You can look at it like that. So we'll have another inflation report. We'll have a further jobs report all to digest before that. Um, I mentioned earlier that we're now Oh, I don't know if I did mention, but I'm going to say that we're now fully priced in for a 25 basis point hike at that June meeting. At the beginning of this week, a 25 basis point hike was around 80 percent. However, I expect throughout today that that number to change a little bit and then at the next inflation and the next jobs report to see a bigger change. So in summary, for those expecting to see a massive pound spike for the remainder of the day as we price in more hikes. I just take a little bit of a uh, uh, a back seat here for now and, and let the market maybe tell you that's going to happen rather than not. So some good news on on headline, but some some less good news on the on the core with that jump there. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, in terms of you know the the Bank of England, maybe they haven't acted you know quick enough. Maybe they should have moved a bit quicker, as you say the. The Twitter analysts have been pretty quick on that, you know, so far. But it's, you know, it's the debate that every central bank is having at the moment. You know, we've we've obviously got the Fed that potentially looking like a bit of a pause. You know, we had a pause here from the RBA, then back to a hike again. You know, so I, I don't think anyone's sort of really nailing it at the moment. But you know, would would anyone ever say a, say a central bank has has got it right anyway? If they even if they did, Who no. Knows? No, I doubt it. It's quite interesting. I'm just trying to find the headline and I'll I'll mention if I can see it very quickly. There was a a Fed official uh, who was saying uh, that they think we we should obviously have that uh, pause. But at the, you know, in in a meeting in sort of July or September, they're not against actually raising again, which obviously they they were sort of on that more hawkish uh, side of the uh, of the spectrum for the Fed. Can't quite find it. but uh, anyway, we'll move on. Uh, our final subject today is actually on the US. Uh, so we had their PMIs at the beginning of the week. The FOMC minutes are coming out and the Fed's favoured inflation gauge uh, is on Friday, the latest PCE number. Uh, what in particular are you keeping an eye on, Josh, here? Um, Hannah, how do you think markets are positioned in the US? Your markets are just shrugging off everything at the moment. They are, you know, just, you know, I, you know, I was looking at the, the NASDAQ the other day thinking this can't go much higher from here. <laughs> I think four or 500 basis points since then, I'm looking a bit silly or 500 point, uh, points since then. I'm mm-hmm. looking a bit silly, but um, you know, and again, the debt ceiling, we spoke about it last week. It's kind of looming over us equities, but they just don't care. Us equities just have not, 
you know, even battered an eyelid at it. But the good thing there is that it looks like we're making a bit of progress. Looks like talks have been going well with with Biden um, and McCarthy. You know, Biden has said that they basically are going to reach an agreement. But I think we're still contending with the fact that, you know, volatility could pick up and because um, as I say, markets just don't care, right? We've, we're barely seeing any volatility. We're seeing low volumes. Um, but um, but yeah, so markets are sort of shrugging that off. Maybe we get some moves this week when we get PCE on Friday, because I think that's going to be a you know, pretty key data set. Yeah. Um, and for those that aren't sure that the PCE price index, it's it's compromised of two data sets. The first set includes all spending categories, while the second set includes excludes food and energy inputs. So that's what we call core PCE. So similar to um, the normal CPI reading. Um, and, and that is what is considered the more reliable indicator of in, inflation because the fluctuations in the food and energy markets aren't always you know, um, aren't always true. So market is looking for 4.6%, but there's a pretty right wide range from economists from 4.2 to 4.7. I'm reading below 4.6%. I think that may well take market expectations for a Fed pause next month up. And interestingly, we spoke about the Bank of England there. You know, markets have had a bit of a U-turn. You know, markets are now pricing in a 30% chance of a hike. Um, for context, that was at 10% on Monday mm. and this is, this is Wednesday. So that's quite dramatically changed. Um, and on the other side of that, if we get a stronger reading, then that may dial up those rate hike expectations, you know, once again, you know, we are also going to get fed minutes as well. You know, that could give us some more insight as to what, you know, officials, you know, are thinking ahead. Um, maybe we had some conversations there about what we're going to see in that June meeting, especially, um after there's been some mixed conversations from fed fed speakers over the last sort of week or so we had some voicing support for further hikes whilst there was some expressing they'd prefer a pause i think though the main news came from the main man himself you know jerome powell i think he expressed a bit of a bias to sort of pause the tightening cycle um last week at the next meeting he sort of said that that developments in the banking sector were sort of contributing to tighter credit conditions, which essentially is him saying that these banking issues have done some of the Fed's job for it. Um, and that would then weigh on economic growth, hiring and inflation. And then he went on to say that the, the policy rate may not need to rise as much um, to achieve their goals. So as I say, essentially saying that this banking crisis has, has done a, some of its work for them and they may be able to take a step back and, and ultimately keep rates on on hold. Um, and another big reason he's saying that is because the full impact of this you know, huge tightening cycle with interest rates at 5% um, isn't sort of probably being fully felt. You know, We're probably not seeing the economy slow down the, the amount it should have rate hikes started only 15 months ago back in March 2022 and the lag for for these interest rates is traditionally assumed to take 18 to 24 months so it's a long period of time so I think that's why the Fed here are are probably leaning towards that idea of a pause um because of of how quickly they have hiked and how aggressively they have hiked as well um but that pce data and those fed minutes uh, you know are going to see those expectations of a hike or a pause you know jump about a fair bit over the next uh, few days yeah, yeah it's going to be an interesting end to the week and uh, I, I imagine over the next few weeks we're just going to see a clearer picture of what's going on and when you do look at the chart yes 
you know, the NASDAQ and the S&P have just been sort of grinding higher, haven't they? Um, and maybe, you know, when we sort of zoom out and, and put it on a, a sort of a, a daily chart, but looking over the last sort of couple of months, you could argue it hasn't really been, you know, a, a clear direction. And, and we've just hit the top of the range as of sort of Friday. So maybe we need a new catalyst for us to really break higher or lower. Uh, and actually just looking at the chart, we're pretty much bang in the middle of that range now after a relatively uh poor day yesterday in in markets which was tuesday but yeah big one um obviously fmc minutes nvidia uh the pc number on on friday so those would be the next things to keep an eye out and then it's non-farm payrolls the jobs number next friday and we start all again and before we know it'll be the next earnings season um but josh as usual <laughs> yes hands on it um but josh as usual thank you uh very much and i'll Bye. see you next week See you next week, Sam. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Take care. Take care, everyone. Trade safe. You have been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, use eToro.com.